coming to you for what might be one of the final times from the Animal Loft Studios in historic Del Mar, New York. I'm Bobby Pape, and this show has everything. In fact, this show has everything we hoped we'd be, but never became. More on that in a minute. Joining me for a conversation about fallen dreams and broken <laughs> promises from the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne. Don't at me, Lundholm. Good evening, Anne. Hi, Bobby. I think this show is going to be deeper than I thought it was. <laughs> no, I promise it won't be. And uh, already right there laughing in the middle-aged Momish studios with most of a bathroom back in place in Austin, Texas. Yes. It's Hillary, the H-bomb, Livingston Butler. Good evening, Hillary. Good evening. We're we're careening towards finishing, but like two weeks. But it's getting there. It looks like a bathroom now, but there's no toilet, so that's I a problem. But Well, it's very European. It's yes. Just... <laughs> yeah, there's just a hole. <laughs> Hey, I mean, I've worked with worse. Um, uh, I know you're not listening to a lot of TBTL, but but this week, the second story of someone who dove into a an, a national park uh, outdoor toilet to retrieve an, an electronic that went in. Ugh. Yeah, nothing's worth it. Ugh. Yeah, you got to put exactly. that shit away before. I you mean, go literally, to the that's where you put it away. So, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do a little more small talk beyond that, which was not on the run sheet, the mailbag including a delightful voicemail from Jessica, some medium talk, uh, which we're calling on second thought, I'm good. And of course, <laughs> Tishi recommends it, how you can get involved with the show. Hillary, give us a little small talk. Um, okay. Who give put, it to us, we Hillary. Sell- give it to us. <laughs> I'll give it to you. I small talked so much last night that I'm not sure how much more I can do, <laughs> but I'll, I'll try. Um, I, I actually, I'm going to interrupt there because you messaged us. <laughs> And basically said that you were you were fried, like you had, you had shorted out the circuits on your ability to do small talk. And I don't think the world understands what a feat that is for you. <laughs> so much. It's so much. The problem that happens, I we had a, a work event last night that I sort of managed and threw and all that. And I um, can do small talk for a long time. But then at some point, especially if somebody lingers around, I'm like, I don't know you and I don't have anything more to say to you. And also... I like most of the brokers that came to this and, you know, I invited them. They're nice, but there's one gentleman who, um, I made everybody at work guess today. I was like, guess who hugged me for like five seconds too long. And everybody guessed correctly, like immediately. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. So it was just one of those events where you're like, <laughs> I just had to be smiling and happy all the time. And I can do that. But after three hours of standing there, I was like, I'm cooked. I'm done. I, and I, Knew I couldn't really drink that much because I had to get, like, I had to drive home. And I was also, like, managing the event, so I didn't want to, like, get blitzed uh, talking to people. But um, That is rule number one for event planning. Yes. Yeah. I had a glass, a half a glass of Prosecco, and then they had, like, a bourbon cocktail that I sipped on. Actually, that was the best thing I could do because with wine or champagne, I can, you know. I can knock those back pretty quickly. I'm a fast drinker. But with a cocktail like that, I usually am a little bit slower. Anyway, yes, I was knocked out with small talk, but I'm happy. It's not small talk with you guys. I know you guys. We can bullshit. Um, okay, yeah, Bullshit on... is different from small talk. <laughs> yeah. It is. That's what we should call it, bullshit. Okay. Um, who put We Celebrate National Produce Misting Day? Well, I did, but that was only because of our, our conversation on Tuesday. Yes. When we realized that... 
we put the show out on Monday, and then was it Monday or Tuesday that was National One Hit Wonder? It was Monday, Day? I it was think. Monday. Monday. We so hit it right on the nose. We did, and uh, it it was through no planning. It was truly an accident. We are. As always, we have our finger on the pulse of culture. We really do. All of these middle-aged people really know what's going on. And so we thought, well, shit, we better see what's on the docket for next week that we have to get in on. And so there were a number of various national whatever days that Meredith looked up. But the one that really stood out was National Produce Misting Day. <laughs> like, who... No, I understand that this is all kind of lobbying. Like, I'm sure there's, you know, the national farmer, whatever. There's big something mist. like that. Yeah, but yeah, who's Which representing like big mist? Like cola, <laughs> like a like a lemon lime soda from Safeway is going to be called Big Mist. <laughs> or that thing in the M Night Shyamalan movie was that M Night Shyamalan the Mist, or was that just oh. is that just a Shyamalan esque title? <laughs> Shyamalanian. It is twisty. I don't know. Hang on a second. The Mist. 2007 film. I oh, see, like I, I googled know. big mist, and all I got was large misting fans for commercial purposes. <laughs> oh wait, is, oh is it? Wait, wait, wait. This is a movie. This wait, hold on. Sorry, I'm like short circuiting right now. This uh, it's by Frank Darabont, who's oh. the, I think that director of The Green Mile. He yep. I guess directs Stephen King stuff a lot. But um, I I was listening to my favorite podcast besides ours. Uh, blank check and they were talking about the mist when they were talking about horror movies just in general they were just like oh that's a really fucked up movie it's really scary and as I am want I like to not watch scary movies like I'm not going to see Saw X this weekend I don't like to watch them but sometimes I like to read the Wikipedia entry like I like you know I read it for Hereditary I read it for um what's the other one Midsommar or whatever just to see like what's all the fuss about so they were talking about and I read the Wikipedia entry for the mist and it I, this is not usually me. I don't like scary movies because I don't like jump scares. I don't really like gross stuff. But it don't usually it doesn't usually get in my brain like oh that really fucked me up. The, reading that one like fucked me up. Like I had hmm. nightmares and could not go to sleep. Anyway, don't read the Wikipedia entry because <laughs> it really it really screwed with me. Um, but I will never see it. And it's starring Thomas Jane, so I'm really never going to see it. There's absolutely no reason. And it's set in Bridgeton, Maine. What a surprise! That's a shocker. Quel shocker. <laughs> It seems like an um, underwhelming premise, but okay. Right. So um, I don't it, it either. It is more the end of it, uh, less the premise. Okay. That really, like, I don't know why it just got to me. I don't know why. Okay. So we're not recommending. No, no. The or <laughs> no. the Wikipedia page for 2007's The Mist. <laughs> but back to National Produce Misting Day. <laughs> I mean, it's a vital part of agriculture and farm to farm to your kitchen. God, when you're standing there and picking and then it all of a sudden starts spraying, you're like, no, I'm I'm too close. I will tell you in all seriousness, I've come to appreciate it more since COVID because I used to go to the grocery store and you're trying to get a produce bag open and it's like folded into a whatever tiny and you can't get it apart and so like you just what lick your fingers just yeah, yeah. to get a grip and then yeah. covid came yeah. along and i was like huh, oh, but i shouldn't do that anymore <laughs> and so i would go over to the freshly misted produce to wet wow. my fingers so that i could open the bag so there I, we go and they're useful god i never thought about that because that really was a tough thing i remember going to the grocery store when i had to like remember we had to like wait in line to get to the grocery store because no. they would only let us well i had to like 
because they were only letting a certain amount of people in or whatever. It was just like weirdo dystopian times. Yeah. Well, I only like, ever went to the grocery store at 9 p.m. on a Sunday. So I just ran into that. True. True. Um, but I remember being like, what, how do I open this? Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like moving it back and forth. I'm slightly tearing it so I can like get a little bit You're of it. scrabbling like, it around like, where's the opening? <laughs> Okay, so I know that this mainly made it onto small talk as a as a punchline, but I'm now on the nationaltoday.com slash national dash produce dash missing dash day page. And I just have to point out under the section history of National Produce Missing Day, and somebody wrote this first sentence Today we cannot imagine a supermarket without misting systems. I mean I can. I absolutely can. In fact, anytime <laughs> I've ever imagined a grocery store, I don't know that I've ever imagined it with a misting system. <laughs> In my imaginary grocery store, food just doesn't go bad. No. I don't know. Um, and then there's a National Produce Misting Day timeline. It has four entries. I'm going to read them all because they're short and there's only okay. four of them. This timeline starts at 10,000 BC. Man Whoa. starts farming. <laughs> first evidence of human farming emerges then it goes all the way to 2500 bc animals in farming animals are engaged in farming to draw plows then the timeline jumps to 1842 with the uh first artificial fertilizer then 1983 tobacco is the first genetically engineered crop end of timeline not a single mention of misters. Yeah, where does misting come in i have no i now i'd like to know when it was invented because i don't know <laughs> It does seem pretty cool. Like, that's a pretty cool, you know, I haven't really thought about it that much, but it is a pretty cool invention. Oh, they've got ways to celebrate. One, visit your grocer. Thank the person who's in charge of misting. <laughs> I don't know who's in charge of misting. No, no, like, either. do I go to the customer service desk and be like, who's in charge of misting? Do you just look for the guy who's wearing an apron in the produce section, I guess. Uh, yes. Mist your groceries at home. Even if you don't have an automatic system, you can still mist them. Well, who doesn't have an automatic misting system at home, really? Right. This is 2023. Well, I know you're having fridge woes right now, Anne, so I don't want to pick <laughs> on you, but... You need to anyway, get a mister. Um, I'm going to link to this page in the show notes because this is ridiculous. <laughs> well, we celebrate you, national producers of misting people. <laughs> We should do a daily podcast where we just do 60 <laughs> seconds on whatever the thing of the day is. Oh, God. I'm sure there's one already. You think um, we can keep it to 60 seconds? You are crazy. <laughs> I know. We've been talking about produce misting, and it's so, like, the like dumbest topic. <laughs> I know. Okay. Moving on. Um as previously mentioned, my bathroom is on its way. Um, I think it's going to be done the second week of October, pending delivery of other things but I just had to share this story because it is so stupid and I was mildly embarrassed but actually thought it was really funny so on Saturday they don't usually work on the weekends but on Saturday the title guys were like hey we need to work on Saturday because we didn't quite finish the part and um they're gonna put in the the cabinets and the the counters and stuff so we need to tile that part so it's ready I was like okay whatever I mean I'm kind of a little bit like, hmm, like this is my little brattiness. Like, I want to be in my bedroom. And I, yeah, I know. You, you want to be lying in your bed watching TV. I know what <laughs> yes, you like to I'm do. Like, I know. I'm like, hmm, okay. Two screens with Candy Crush. <laughs> I know. We do have a TV downstairs. I don't know why. And Bobby's been to my house, but like, 
my ceilings are super high downstairs and you're not exaggerating it's a two-story open living room yes so it's like I feel too exposed down there I don't like watching tv down there I feel like everybody's around I like to close my door and let I don't want anybody else in there I just want to watch tv if one of the kids wants to come in that's fine I just don't want to hear them milling about in the background anyway so whatever I had to they were there they didn't get there until like noon they left around six so I was like you know what whatever Dave was at Dang. a baseball game or a softball game or something and I was just home with Bruce and some kid and oh Rory was home and some of his friends came over. well it doesn't matter but I had eaten lunch and I might have had a glass of wine with lunch because I was like, it's Saturday. I'm coping with stress right now. This is how I'm going to deal with it. So I had a glass of wine. Immediately when I have a glass of wine, especially on a Saturday, it is like nap time for me. Like I am ready to snooze. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm doing it on the couch. This is just, you know what? This is my house. I'm doing it on the couch. It's fine. So I'm like, what am I going to put on the TV to watch just to have in the background? And I was scrolling through Netflix or whatever. And I saw, (laughs) I saw that the big short was on and I'm like, well, you know, I like this movie enough. And I've seen it plenty of times. So like I can have this on and it's fine. Like I can pay attention to it if I want to, or I can just sleep through it. No big deal. I just have the background noise on. So I'm like snoozing away. Like, Ooh, I wake up. It's the part where they're going down to Florida and I'm like, Ooh, I like this part. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it's really interesting and like super depressing. So I, um, I'm watching it and then I was kind of milling around and then the tile guy came in and was like, Hey, Amazon just left this for you on the front porch. And he, which is super nice that he brought it to me. And I was like, thanks. It was right at the stripper part of the big short. <laughs> and it is like, I was like, forgot. Like, it seemed like the scene was going on for 10 minutes. Like, just this woman's tits all about on my screen, <laughs> on this big screen. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And he was just like, kind of looked and laughed. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I mean, I made it more awkward because I was like flustered about it. But I'm like, this guy thinks. She's drinking wine on like as I'm working upstairs and watching like porn. What is going on in this house? Anyway, that that's my update. That's my run in with uh, the workers here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a grown up. <laughs> so I think they've seen probably well, that's, everything. That's what I set, tell myself because I'm like I think about going to the doctor and I'm like they've seen everything under the sun. Like you can't right. bring them anything. Like you know. Any gross, whatever, they've seen it. And so I'm like, I think about people who work in people's homes all the time. And I think they must see the weirdest shit because people are, even normal people, and I'm not normal, but even normal people have weird shit in their house. You just have like a, it's like another little country that's yours and it's ruled in a certain way and everybody's a little bit different. And I I just wonder the shit that they've seen. I'm sure some actual porn, not just, you know, Steve Carell and some stripper. There's a lady who, who used to work part-time at the store who's really fun and great and she also worked part-time as a house cleaner and the things she told us about finding not gonna repeat (laughs) but it's something it's it's something yep you all remember that short-lived job i had flying to weird towns to help teach factory workers how to use heart monitors yeah part of that deal was they'd have to download an app onto their phone because it was all bluetooth and we would be working very closely with these guys with their phones that they really didn't know how to use. A lot of them were like, I don't know, my kid uses it or whatever. And it would be some like, you know, not the most advanced smartphone. And uh, yeah, we'd be getting into their browsers. And it would just be a million tabs of porn. <laughs> just 
just tab after tab to the point where you wonder how the thing was still running because it was all these tabs open. Well, what? Um, I mean, do you need them all open? Can't are, once you're done with one, can't they don't you know how to close? They don't know close, how to close it. Them. Oh, they don't know how. Yeah. I was going to say, was, if it's that important, right. can't you like just bookmark it and come back another time? <laughs> These are guys who are Googling porn.com or whatever. <laughs> like, they don't know what they're doing. They just found boobs. And uh, yeah, that. And then also, um, they'd have to have a working iCloud account or whatever the Android equivalent is, you know, to download the app. And they wouldn't have it. And so we would have to like walk them through resetting their passwords or figuring out their passwords, or finding their passwords. And those passwords, a lot of filthy passwords. Mm. Yeah. Really? A lot of, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remain shocked at how many people still actually use password as the password. Oh, I mean, that or like is... password one, two, three, four. Yeah. And not even like, not often crude, but like, if you just, if you lined 50 of these guys up, You'd be shocked to know that at least five of them had the number 69 in their password. <laughs> what are they, 12? I mean, I get it. It's the sex number. I understand. Hard to forget. We're laughing. I know. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, my kids even, I don't think they know what it is, but they, they know, know it's, it's a funny, funny. number. Yeah. 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 They're like, oh, did you just say 69? I'm like, stop it. You don't know what that is. <laughs> Yeah, you have time before you realize how impractical that is. <laughs> no. All right. Um, okay, who is old? Me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> uh, just, just a note about getting old. Uh, don't. Uh, I hear you. I, I'm going to stop immediately. A, yeah, yeah, it's done. Yeah. Uh, I only threw this on there because I'm still feeling um, stiffness and achy pains uh, oh. intermittently. Uh, from throwing my back out Monday night. Oh. Um, and I know what you're thinking. Bobby, what are you doing? Thinking you're young. Why would you do something that would make you throw your back out? And my answer is, I don't know what I did. Oh, <laughs> that no. sucks. It's mystery like, pain. I didn't even like, like it wasn't like a bad sneeze even or a bad cough. Monday night, I had a really long day. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. We're in that wow. world right now for a few more weeks. Uh, and then I had a late meeting, and of course we have the Mayfair Lane neighbors meeting on Monday nights. And oh my God. Sam left for work, and so I to go to Boston, and so I was carrying my laptop around because I was getting antsy sitting at my desk all night, uh, where I'm sitting right now. And actually, a very comfortable chair. It's not usually an issue, but I went out to the kitchen counter and I had the laptop open, and I was kind of like standing and looking into the camera. And by about eight thirty, I was like, ah, I'm a little sore. It's been a long day. Whatever. There's some laundry in the washer. Um, we have like a, you know, it's the stacked washer dryer thing. And so an hour later, I went to put that wash in the dryer. And I realized as I was, I was kind of achy and I went to reach into the washer and I was like, nope, no, I don't bend. I don't bend anymore. Yeah. So yeah. I, grit, I grit through all of that pain and I got it into the dryer somehow. And then I went and laid down for a little bit. And then I was like, I got to get up at minimum. I got to take some pills and try to mitigate this. I uh, couldn't, couldn't get out of bed. I just didn't get out of bed. I just couldn't. I, I was like in my clothes and hadn't brushed my teeth. And I was just like, ah, oh, fine. Oh. I had some Advil in my nightstand. And so I took some Advil. And like an hour later, I was in like a half sleep days. And I finally threw myself out of the bed, oh. got to the bathroom, did my stuff. Like, <laughs> like, like walking stiff. <laughs> yes. Um, like any move is gonna like yeah. just send you over the edge. Oh, like yeah. getting in and out of bed was like 
rolling off the edge, and like <laughs> throwing my legs out, and yeah, oh, it was so embarrassing. And I, if Sam had been here, at least I would have had someone to like help me up. No, of course not. Just no. miserable. Uh. Um, I uh, remembered my Vicodin stash from previous dental work when I didn't need it. And took okay, Mike. Yeah. No, <laughs> Mike. Mike wouldn't have had any left. Yeah, true. Um, true. So I, I managed to get through the night. And then the next day I was like, I got, okay, I can get to work. I'm okay. I can, like I can sit and I can stand. But the transition between the two yes. is not yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, and even it totally today sucks. I'm still a little, uh, a little, a little off, wonky. So. Again, don't, don't get old. Yeah. It's just so shocking. I mean, I, I remember the first time that I really, I think was the inciting event for all the problems that I've had since which is which is a non-event because i still remember it was the fourth of july and i was baking david Leibovitz's chocolate yogurt snack cakes like a recipe i'll never forget for the rest <laughs> of my life and as i was at the kitchen counter making them my back started to feel a little bit sore and i was like huh that's weird and by the end of the night i was in such pain that my brother had to tie my shoelaces for me because i couldn't get down there <laughs> Like and it's like what 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 did I do? Yeah. Oh, oh, I I definitely dropped something and was just I don't it might have been like a like a spoon or something and I was like nope I'm done. <laughs> it's gonna stay there. Uh. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> Which then I'm thinking that thing is there. I need to go pick up that thing and it's uh-huh. like no no do not. It's gonna be okay. It'll still be there. Oh, I get well, stubborn I t- and I'm like I will get this. <laughs> Yeah, I specifically remember thinking, like, I want to go um, – I nursed my pain with popsicles. I don't remember when I started doing that. Just in the last year or so, um, Little sugar-free, baby. sugar-free popsicles. And I was laying Seems in bed. Seems kind of sticky, like, Bobby, to put a yeah. popsicle on your ache. Yep. Right <laughs> on there. Just <laughs> forget you bag of peas. So uh, I wanted to get up, and I just was like, nope, my desire for a popsicle is not stronger than this pain. <laughs> God. Uh, but I hope I am going to continue to be on the mend because uh, I'll transition seamlessly into the next one, Hillary. Cool. Um, it's only a seamless transition if you don't tell everybody that you're seamlessly transitioning. <laughs> I accidentally booked uh, us for two social things tomorrow. Oh my God. It's Saturday. What do you tomorrow. think? You're young or something? No, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. So. Okay, tomorrow afternoon, because we're leaving Albany in like a couple of weeks here, uh, everyone on Earth, of course, now is like, oh, let's get food, let's get a drink, let's do this, let's do that. And I was like, I haven't, we, we had dinner once two years ago, and now I'm leaving in a week, and you want to have dinner. Okay, that's lovely. I want to see a lot of people. That's great. But like, uh, so our colleague, my colleague Derek, who I adore, I'm sad to leave him here. Uh, our operations director, he was like, we should go drinking on Saturday. It's Oktoberfest everywhere this weekend. And uh, September. I said, yes. It, no, no, no. That's the way it works. I don't know why, but that's what? the way it works. No. So I bought tickets for an Oktoberfest thing tomorrow. We're going to go for lunchtime because he's got other shit in the afternoon, too. And I was like, that's great. We're going to go for noon before things get really out of hand. Get We're some gonna get our beer. Our, our, beer stein we're gonna have our sausages and pretzels and beer and then i'm gonna go home at 2 30 and then i'm gonna just lay about for the rest of the day and that's gonna be a dream saturday for me and then i remembered because i got an email about it today that i bought tickets for ben folds tomorrow night Ooh. oh like six months ago and completely forgot that i bought the tickets 
it's a it's a small show it's at one of the venues where we play um and uh i remember the listing came out and i threw it on my calendar being like hey that might be fun and at some point hey that might be fun probably turned into me thinking well i better just get the tickets because if i don't i'll hem and haw about it and never buy them because then i won't want to spend the money and i just won't go right which is exactly what happened because i bought the tickets completely forgot about it and then kept seeing it on my calendar and thinking, oh, maybe I'll get tickets to that. Eh, it's kind of expensive. Uh, and then I literally today was like, maybe I'd call in a favor from the box office and get a couple of tickets because it hasn't sold out yet. And um, Or maybe I can stand in the back or something like, again, I, I know this building. <laughs> I know these people. Uh, and then I got an email being like, hey, you've got the show tomorrow night. Make your plans. As I was driving home today. And I thought, I do? <laughs> <laughs> did i call in a favor and forget about it and then i scrolled through my inbox history it's like oh no i just paid for him back in back in may or april or something oh my gosh past bobby was a uh, very very enthusiastic yeah seamlessly seamlessly into our theme here past bobby had real ambition yep <laughs> and so now i'm gonna go drinking and then have to be sober enough to enjoy a concert and not have a hangover and not be tired my major question is, will you be wearing a lederhosen? <laughs> I do not own lederhosen. <laughs> oh, my God. There's still time. so good in lederhosen with the red and white check shirt. And the yes. Don't egg me on. I know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll I've always wearing... wanted to get the, like, girl version. I'm like, I feel like I could look cute in that. I want to wear that. You're right. You absolutely could. <laughs> yeah, you put some I, braids. I mean, and... you're, yes. you're built for it. You've got the hair for it. I'm doing it. No, I'm not going to Oktoberfest. I don't like go get a it. job at Hofra House anytime. <laughs> oh, sure God. Slot you right in. Oh, I, a girl can dream. Um, all right. With that, should we move on to the mailbag? Please. All right. Um, Jessica has a lovely voice, and she sent us a really nice voicemail, but I thought she was going to be singing in it, so I like kept waiting the way she titled Same. it. I was like, is, is there going to be a song about interns? Like, what's going on here? Spoiler alert, there's not a song about interns, but she does talk about internship and some music. Here you go. Hi, Tishi. This is Jessica, Jeremy's sister. I totally meant to send in my voice memo last week, but forgot. I wanted to chat about my internship. So I was interning at a theater company in Seattle, and I was the dresser for the show, which meant that I had to strip folks down to their underwear and redress them. Um, and I was the dresser for this one actor, and he and I uh, started chatting and getting to know each other, and he shared that he had a brother that was going to be going... Um, to the same college for his second year that I was going for my first year. So I asked if he could introduce us when he came to the show. So he did. And fast forward four years, we got married. <laughs> um, so I like to joke that my brother-in-law introduced us uh, while I had the job of stripping him down to his underwear. So a unique way, but I will say the best uh, unpaid internship um, I've ever had for sure. 
And then thinking about this week and those one hit wonders from our childhood. Well, you all know that uh, I was not allowed to listen to any secular music. So while I was not familiar with any of the selections that you all played on the show, um, the (laughs) song that I remember uh, was a little song called I Don't Want It by the band DC Talk. So uh, I dare you to look that one up and hear what a decent Christian talk had to say about S-E-X. Um, okay, two things. That's very intimate that you saw. You were stripping people naked and dressing <laughs> them, but also cool. Um, I remember DC Talk. Like, I, I don't, I mean, obviously, it wasn't like I listened to a lot of Christian rock, but DC Talk was a big deal. It was like, sure. you know, the uh, Amy Grant of kind of rock. Jars of Clay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, Jars of Clay. What was the Jars of Clay song? That's another one hit wonder. Wait, hold on. It's like 40 Jars of Clay songs. God, I love the internet sometimes. Jessica, um, I love you very much. I am very curious to rehear the song, but I am not messing up my YouTube algorithm <laughs> with DC Talk song. No. I, I it's fucked up enough as it is. <laughs> um, I think that's called Flood, which sure sounds, sounds right. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I did look up like, what's the biggest DC Talk hit? I looked and I was like, I'm sure I've heard some of these. I just didn't know, you know. The exact yeah. uh, it's names of them. because I did not listen to Christian radio at all. I mean, they were big enough to get some sort of crossover. Yes, yeah, they totally were. Yeah, exactly. All of those were because it wasn't like you were reaching out like mm, what? Because I know there are some like random like hard rock bands that are, mm-hmm. and I didn't know them. It's just a totally different circuit that they yeah. work on. Like Amy Grant, absolutely sure. Yes. Like yeah. everybody knew that song. It was a mainstream chart topper stuff. But like, yeah. I don't remember where I would hear DC talk in Jars of Clay. No, I know. That's weird. They just yeah. crossed over. Well, I mean, some bands climbed the Christian charts and then use that as their springboard the way people use the country bar charts. So like, yeah. sure. That's the, the Creed model, right? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Creed. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can never Ugh. quite figure it out with Creed. I'm like, are they Christian or are? Is this just like deliberately vague lyrics? Like, make of it what you will. So they're trying to have a foot in both camps. Yeah. Just that guy's face and his hair. His hair. Oh, my God. Ugh. We're not going out with Creed. That's not happening. No. With the arms wide open. <laughs> no. Hey, hey, don't get us thrown off Spotify. Stop it. No, wait. We so don't sorry. care about that. Yeah. Um, the, but- oh, before I forget, the I when I was at yoga last night, at the end of the class, she played, is it Edwin McCain? Oh, my God. Yeah. With, um- with the line, I'll hang from your lips, when I was like, that is weird. Ugh. Like, he was he a one-hit wonder? Or did he have other songs? But I, I feel like he was a one-hit wonder who still, like, People who know him like still really like him, but as far as popularity goes, yeah, I think, I think he that, just. I think that everyone hit wonder has that oh, though. Like, yeah, true. Um, but I was like, I'll be... I never need to listen to that song again. I did not uh, like that when it was popular. No, much less now. I didn't either. Wikipedia, quick glance, two hit wonder. Oh. I'll be and I could not ask for more. Were both top forty hits in the U.S. Hmm. 
I'll be the only one that I know. Sorry. (laughs) I'm so glad that Anne laid out with me so that we can clip that later. I can only sing in the tenor of like, you know, pop-ish late 90s, early 2000s. (laughs) Well, uh, the band Casting Crowns was in our theater last night. Oh, uh, right. They are another big touring uh, Christian, Christian band. We Christian heard band. them in that video that you sent yeah. us. Ah, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe I'd be happy to share that. Um, they were redoing the sidewalks in front of the theater this week, and the only way we could get in out was through the main doors and then through the basement to our office, which was a terrifying, well, it was two minutes mm. with my camera, probably one minute without the camera, but up and down a bunch of stairs. Great for the week I threw my back out. Yeah, uh, perfect. And yeah, there's this one spot where there's just an old wooden chair that's just seated in such a position that you're just staring at a bunch of pressure gauges on the boiler as if it should be watched. Right. It's like, it's a good spot to be sitting in a chair chained to a pipe. Right. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I believe they filmed Saw 10, excuse me, Saw X (laughs) in the basement at the Palace Theater in Albany. Oh, God. But yes, they were doing tech for two days of load-in for this gigantic fucking show. Damn. Which I hear was really impressive. Um, but they bring their own full orchestra. So like tour buses. And usually when a quote unquote orchestra is coming to town with an artist, there's like four or five musicians that travel with them. And then they hire a bunch of locals to like fill in the back because it really doesn't matter who the sixth violinist is playing these, you know, shitty charts for these yeah. kinds of shows, except the Christian rock bands. Cause they all travel because they're probably getting paid in salvation. Right. And, the uh, eternal currency, yeah. <laughs> eternal yeah. glory. I'm gonna, I'm gonna phrase this carefully because um, I don't want to get sued or or stalked or or whatever. But um, the um, the Chinese traveling show mm. with all the dancers and the orchestra mm-hmm. and stuff, um, they all travel. Like, there's a bunch of them that travel around the country. It's not like just one. They all travel under the same name. But that is like tour bus after tour bus after tour bus because they bring like hundreds of people. Damn. To me, so anyway. that that unnamed Chinese um, mm-hmm. theatrical spectacle yeah. that I've like never Cirque, seen it, yeah, it's ever. Like Cirque du Soleil. I'm like, who's going to this? It sells um, out everywhere. Hello, uh, I I think I gave a review on here when I attended it because we were given it <laughs> for Chris Bridget and I were given it for Christmas from an unnamed. Um, relative uh the dancing is beautiful i did kind of fall asleep in part of it just because it's like you know yeah. it's dancing it is so it's like propaganda like you like i have never seen it except oh, in yeah. like film reels like you China know it's so communism yes and like christianity it's so weird it was so weird it was <laughs> I get, pretty but weird i get the same sort of vibes and i think it's just from the television commercial but the same sort of vibes as like Mannheim steamroller christmas concerts yes yes <laughs> yes it uh, but so much about communism. Like We're it's go just out with so. Some Mannheim steamroller. <laughs> I do kind of. It, it, I I kind of like Mannheim steamroller, but like it's <laughs> only for like a second. I'm like, yeah, this is like. I feel like I'm a kid again. And I'm like waiting to get my Casio stereo or something. I'm like, hell yeah, it's Christmas rules. <laughs> Listen, November fifteenth through December thirty first, Mannheim steamroller is fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Speaking of songs, should we move on to uh, last week's question of the week? Answers. What's your '90s one hit wonder? Yes. Um, we got some good ones. Colian says, "EMF, you're unbelievable." Yeah, like that one. Um, Chris, shortly after posting this, admitted that this is actually an 80s song. Because I was like, is that the 90s? Uh, the no. picture's so bright, I gotta wear shades. No, and I feel like that's almost even like mid-80s. Hmm. Like, it's not even late 80s. It is think. 1986. Yep. Definitely a one-hit uh, wonder. my birth year, the Challenger explosion. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> Great year. Um. Uh, Tier said, Lynn, steal my sunshine, which uh, we either talked about or we talked about it on Jambo. Wow. We it's at the yeah. top of my list of the songs that were missed in the episode yes. last week. It's yeah. part of that whole 90s subgenre of uh, <laughs> women with baby voices yes. that mm-hmm. I cannot yes. stand. <laughs> uh, I'm talking to you, Jewel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. back. Sixpence, none the richer. Um, a, a 90, well, she wasn't one hit wonder cause they didn't really have a hit except that they were on, um, a set, like the Miller's play soundtrack, but I vaguely know Kay Hanley from letters to Cleo and oh. she sort of has a baby voice. I, I, I have, we have friends in common. We are not really friends, but we are. And you know where she's from? She's from Dorchester. So she and Dave like really bonded. <laughs> of course. Um, anyway, but she definitely has a little, a little bit and of I'm baby jealous. voice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm this comes cool. up every time letters to Cleo comes up, which is. <laughs> Far more often than I'm probably any other <laughs> I podcast. Know, I know. <laughs> okay, come on our podcast. Okay, um, John says, Garbage was, I guess, a two-hit, but I am only happy when it rains was quite the jam. She did not have a baby voice. Uh, no, sorry. Nope. Then the, the singer went on to be a Terminator. And I suppose D-Light counts, too, but that depends on if 1990 is too early. No. 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 No, it's it like in the set 90s. the tone to, for me of like the like the nineties is going to be different than the eighties, and it had that. Remember the early nineties? That sort of sixties throwback thing was coming in style, like mm-hmm. bell bottoms or that kind of um, like paisleys and stuff. And that style was like very cool, and the club music was very cool. I loved that song. I thought it was awesome when I was in sixth grade. Um, Kate says, I think it's tub- awesome now. It's still yeah. a good song. Except it makes me mad when they cut out like the rap part or it's not rap, but whatever. Sometimes on the radio, they'll cut it out. I'm like, come on. Everybody's waiting for this part. Okay. Yeah, but they also do that. And don't, don't go oh, chasing waterfalls. It makes so. me so mad. It's bullshit. Okay. Anyway, um, Kate says tub thumping, of course. Obvious. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, uh, Alicia says a song that, Every single time I read it, it gets stuck in my head. No. Roll to me. No. The video. <laughs> Delamitri. What's your no. Pro- what's your problem with Delamitri? No. <laughs> no. Roll to me. Uh, that song was a trivia lifesaver because it's two minutes long. And so it was like the perfect amount of filler if I had to like do a bunch of math or something. Oh, to me, there's Delamitri, Roll to me, and there is um, Two Princes. Anne um, was like, hard no. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I want it on the record. You're the one who brought up two princes. I was (laughs) not going to. I just needed to be out there. That song. We have a a lot of topics that that we talk about that would be taboo most other places. We have no privacy or personal life, but I did swear I would not discuss two princes. I just want that to be clear. We can discuss two princes if... The context of our discussion is what a terrible song it is. It's such a bad song. It's such a bad song. And I, 
I think his name is Chris Barton. I don't know why I like keep that in my somewhere in my brain. And I'm not look shaming, but I hate people with like aggressive beards. It like makes me <laughs> mad. I like beards fine, but I don't like aggressive beards and he had an aggressive beard and an overbite and it made me mad that he probably got laid all the time because I was like you're ugly (laughs) (laughs) your songs suck I'm cool with beards you just you gotta keep it tight I gotta keep it tight let's let's get some maintenance that's like my podcast nemesis and I'm sorry I know every people listen to his podcast I just I don't like him he bothers me I know what you're gonna say is Jesse Thorne, and yep. he has a gr- an aggressive beard that's disgusting to me. And yep. he's the one that always talks about, like, you know, dressing up and being kind of bespokely, you know, tailored and all that. Yeah, but then he has this weird, scraggly, beard. long beard. Ugh. Food gets stuck in it. I know it. <laughs> um, okay, I don't know how we got into that. The Sound of Young America. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay. Leslie says, Tripping Daisy, I Got a Girl. And or less of a one hit, but material issue, what girls want. I don't remember what girls want. No. I think but I know I got a girl, but I'd have to hear it to know for sure. I I had just gotten my car and that song was very popular. And all, like I thought it was, it's an annoying song. It's a very mid 90s song. Um, It's just it's kind of, it's like kind of whiny. Um, okay. Lane says, Bade Into You by Mazzy Star and I'll Be There For You by the Rembrandts. Yep. We all know that one. No, that Mazzy Star song is a phenomenal answer it's that I'm good. ashamed I did not think of. Although, yeah, it's a good song. I don't know that it, it may have never actually charted to the point where it was a hit. Like it's a, it's a banger. Yeah. But I, feel I like don't it's know. Just that, always around. Like technically hit. I feel like it made a resurgence at some point too. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, the Rembrandts is a great answer. But the problem with that song is, like, a one-hit wonder goes away at some point, and that song has never gone away because of Friends reruns. Right. It's still, like, floating around in the in the atmosphere. Like, if somebody says, oh, yeah, I'll be there for you with the Rembrandts, I'm not like, oh, yeah, I remember that song. You're like, yep, yeah, the Friends song. Yeah. Yeah. The part yeah. you don't remember is that I think it has, like, four more verses. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um Fade Into You only made it to number 44 on the Billboard Hot 100. And so I think. Okay, Chris Melanthi. I I had to go look because, yeah, (laughs) I I would debate whether or not it is a hit. But (laughs) great song. One of the better songs on this list. Definitely plays at HEB when I'm shopping um, (laughs) at some point. We know we've crossed the uh, (laughs) grocery store rock. (laughs) Yes. This is such a good song. Um, Okay. (laughs) Anne Louise says Run Around by Blues Traveler. Of course. Yeah. yeah, great choice, but I think they have more hits. They did. Um, I also have started consolidating, and while I was listening to the show last week, which, by the way, was excellent, and Very I was good. quite mad I wasn't on it, and Anne, props for the extra editing effort, because you really added all the, oh, the audio spackle, which I, I appreciate. I fun with that. Yeah. Um, I, I've started zeroing in on a lot of these one-hit wonders to me, like, well, that should just be a blank song. So, like, basically every song from the 90s that was, like, groovy rock um uh, like big band rock, mm. um, jam bandy. It was just, oh, it should just be a Dave Matthews song, or that. That's just another Counting Crows song. So I think, like in the hierarchy, you could consolidate. Like most blues traveler songs could probably just be another day, uh, another Counting Crows song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and Hook Sam. I was in the car thinking about this last week with Sam driving back from Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. And so I was torturing her with this '90s one hit wonder playlist on Spotify, and just mansplaining the hell out of the fact that you know if a band has two songs on the playlist that is not (laughs) oh no i did this to her for 90 minutes and then i looked at her and i just apologized and turned off my phone yeah 
but Blues Traveler but, came up and, and Hook, a song about writing yeah. a hit, yeah. right, is funny. Yeah. Like, if you haven't listened to the lyrics in a while, go back and do it again because it's just funny. It also strikes me that we skipped the entire the entirety of the '90s like swing revival. Oh, I thought like, about it. Yeah, oh. your big bad oh. voodoo daddies and your <laughs> squirrel nut zippers and all of that stuff. Cherry popping daddies. Yeah, there was a oh. there was a band name that was hard to explain in middle school where I wondered who they were. <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay, hold on, let me see when this came out because I, I I do listen to the radio with the kids. Mostly because we're just usually looking at my phone, and sometimes if she like plays a TikTok, then it comes over through the speakers, and it pisses me off. Um, but I, this song played, and I was like, God, I haven't heard uh, "Cake" played like the like Ooh. short skirt, long jacket. No, it was the other one. It's like, hold on. Um, I know which one it is. The distance, yeah, yep. the distance. yes, yes. yes. Oh, oh, the was nineties. I and that yep. Rory was like, the band is called Cake, and I was like, I loved this song though, and it's kind of a weird song, but I really enjoyed it. That was another band that my roommate, who was super into pop music, loved. She loved yeah. Cake. She loved yes. Pot USA. She loved the Gin Blossoms. Yeah, those were like the three tent poles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love that that's a temple of somebody's like musical taste. <laughs> I mean, I'm not one to throw stones, but that's really funny. Um, okay. Um, Just impressed Mich- you didn't follow her down. <laughs> uh, Michelle says, Sex and Candy, Marcy's Playground. Obviously. Some of these Obviously, names of course. are so yeah. fucking dumb. Um Morgan says, I don't know if this was just mainly in the Northwest, but Harvey Dangerous Flagpole Sitta is my song choice. Uh, someone sang it in the Vaniversary after party, and it was great. No, that is not. No, I remember that, that song. qualifies for sure. Everywhere. Yep. And I, I kind of, I remember when it first came out, I like didn't like it. And now it's kind of fun to sing to me. I don't know why, because I know all the words, so it seems kind of fun to me. But no, it's kind of, oh, I enjoy it. Um. Okay. Amanda says... Closing Time by Sammy Sonic, a yep. classic one-hit wonder. Ooh, yeah. That's classic. a great song. Twin Cities mm-hmm. representation oh. there. Yep. Um, Laura says, so many great choices, but I'll always love I'm Gonna Be, parenthetically, 500 <laughs> Miles by the Proclaimers. Laura, I uh, almost picked that. <laughs> <laughs> also weird that the video is a Benny and June tie-in. I think that's, I remember it was on the soundtrack. I mean, we talked about soundtracks. I, I I feel like obviously it was on the soundtrack, so that's kind of how it got pushed to a movie that was not that popular, I don't think, but it was just like in the pop culture at the time. I just love a song with an aggressive Scottish accent. Totally. It's just so delightful. Because most of the times when there's like a singer from England or whatever, you don't know that you yeah. know, they can mask it pretty well. Those guys cannot. Yeah, the stuff that crosses over here becomes like their voices become quite americanized you yeah. know in the in the singing accent but uh yeah i, I love the pro- proclaimers I don't know anything else they made yep i don't i wonder where they are um okay brie says definitely torn which you mis- mentioned mm-hmm. but also the way by fastball did they have another hit i meant yes, to look this up they did <laughs> what was it i didn't have to look it up uh <laughs> It's not quite as big of a hit, but the song Out of My Head was their other one. And it's one of those songs that you'll hear and it instantly, it's one of my favorite when it comes up in any playlist because it's just Paco Bell's canon. Like they just ripped off the chord progression and yep. 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 Okay. It is one of my favorites. Um, I always get fastball in my head confused with, hold on. I got to look them up because I can never remember. Um, 
They were on the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, which was a very important soundtrack to me. Excuse um, me, William Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet? <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry, yes. It drives me um, wild that we have to <laughs> identify that it was Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet that we're talking about. Like, okay, got it. As opposed um, to like Tom Stoppard's Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. I mean, that that soundtrack also had Love Fool on it, so. It did, but um, I know, I always get fa- um, Fastball and Everclear mixed Ooh. up in my head. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sure. Uh, but yeah, they had God, that soundtrack is so good. I might have to listen to it after this. Okay. Um, Julie agrees with me, laid by James. <laughs> and then Bruce, not my dog, but who is Bruce? Get out of the trash. Uh, but Bruce uh, Perky says, Shakespeare's sister, stay. I don't remember that song and I didn't listen to it. Sorry, Bruce. I, I bet a, if I listened to it, I would be good like, deep oh, yeah. Pull. It's a yeah. good list. We, yeah. we, we I'll make it. I'll make a. I'll make a Spotify playlist. Thank I'll you. I'll do it. Okay, that'll be my job this weekend. Um, uh, the listeners covered most of my. Yeah. What did you have my, to add? So I, in my crib notes from the show last week, I had "Steal My Sunshine" as the top answer, even though it's ninety nine. So it really is that far end. And first of all, the Canadian. So I feel you know, <laughs> connected. And Represent. I didn't put a. I didn't put a Moxie Fruvis song on here because they did not have a real hit. So um, they had one sort of standout song. What are you talking about? The King of Spain was not a hit. I don't think it charted well enough on (laughs) Billboard Mainstream. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it was a hit among college radio stations in 1995 or whatever. But uh, And of course, I mentioned this in Jambo. The the pre-roll on the extended version of Steal My Sunshine where there's a nice check to butter tarts to remind you how Canadian Len is. <laughs> Makes me really happy. Um, I also had What's Up on my list for Non Blondes. Oh, oh right. yeah. Yeah. God. Linda Perry. I smoked my first cigarette listening to that song. <laughs> oh, what a history. Uh, and then the Christian rock that slipped into my list was Sixpence None the Richer. And kiss yeah. me. Which... Yeah. Secret Christian bands. Yep. Sneaky, sneaky. Um, <laughs> And then I actually, I had Delamitri roll to me also in my notes, and I had fastball with the caveat that they were a two-hit wonder. So, wow. Yep. Yep. And then also, for some reason, the song Better Days by Citizen King. Oh, yeah. Because it's just a jam when it comes out. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, that song. Hmm. Yeah. It's got a good, um, the kids with the glow sticks now would appreciate it back then because it's got that really great breakdown in it. Would never oh, know who God. sang it. Yeah. No. Well, there you go. Citizen King. <laughs> Post trivia for four years in bars three nights a week, and this stuff just starts to stick. Yeah, I would believe it. <laughs> um, Sam did ask me if I might pick up trivia again when I go back to having oh, one yeah. job living in one city. Did you do it in Boston, or yeah, or did you do it in uh, Providence or whatever? I did it in Providence Pawtucket. and and in sort of surrounding locales of Rhode Island. Occasionally, I would pick up shows in sort of closer to Boston if it was absolutely necessary, but it was a bit of a commute. Um, yeah. So I'd pinch it once in a while, but you know, we're going to be living in West Roxbury for all you Boston people. We've got a lease now. And so, oh yeah, yeah. I don't, did that part of small talk make the show? Me Venmoing a stranger way too much money. <laughs> <laughs> so either we have an apartment or I've been horribly scammed. Oh. Hey, you know, I did the same thing. I had to pay the contractor for the 
stuff that he had done and he sent me an invoice and I always just want to pay people. Like I never want to be in debt to anybody. So my instinct is to pay it really quickly. So of course you can be like, thank you for paying so quickly. Like you're the best customer that has ever existed. <laughs> and I started, <laughs> I started to pay it, but it was like, I, it was just an automated thing. You know, I just, anyway, I texted the GC and I was like, Hey, just make sure you sent me an invoice. I think he probably thought I was like, I don't want to pay it or I was going to negotiate with him. And I was like, no, no, no. I just want to make sure I'm not sending a lot of money that I absolutely do not have after this to like a Russian bot or something. Like I don't want to send it to, you know, I don't know, Putin. I don't know. Um, actually, you texted me about one of those invoices. Maybe it was that invoice the other day. Yes. Yes. And, oh, yeah. And then you asked me, do you think he thinks I'm charming? <laughs> To which I wrote back to you, I'm having this etched on your tombstone. <laughs> that's all I want. That's all I want. I don't think he does, but that's I'm all just, I want. I'm thinking about you wanting the compliment for paying quickly. <laughs> you know, Hillary, the only problem is that you want it too much. I know. I'm too eager. It's so true. Oh, it's so true. I wear it all over me. I'm not subtle. <laughs> Do you like me? <laughs> Oh, goodness. I'm just going to catch my breath before I'm going to be I love you both so much. Um, so, Back at you. Yeah, maybe maybe trivia one day a week. We'll see. Let's see if I want to punish myself again, lugging sound systems in out of bars. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, considering who knows when my back will go out. Yeah, so, remember, you're old I'm now. Stuck with a Fender PA. And... Okay, medium talk. The theme this week, uh, it ties into our old age, sort of. I forget how exactly we had this phrased until we summarized it as this. Uh, on second thought, I'm good. I think these are the things that we thought we would aspire to or thought that we wanted and then realized in reality that that was either impractical or not not satisfying. Or Right. Maybe you look you know. forward to it. You tried it. You did it for a while and you were like, eh, I can yeah. live without that. Yeah. yeah. So um, we'll uh, we'll go around Robin through a few of these things that uh, just after after either trial or time, uh, we either tried and they just didn't pay off or we just realized it wasn't worth trying to achieve anymore. And your first one actually threw me for a loop. Shushi. <gasps> I'm done with shushi, guys. <laughs> shushi. Shushi. Yeah, I uh, I... I want to be a person who's up with all the food trends, like the cool kids and stuff. I want to right. be molecular. Uh, right. I, I want to be not stuck in the cuisine of the Midwest. I want to expand my palate and eat new and exciting things. And for Are you the most me part, that Culver's doesn't have sushi. Oh, listen, Culver's and I do not get along. I have eaten at Culver's twice, and I've gotten sick from Culver's twice. So. Oh. No Butterburgers for Anne. Actually, I think it was a grilled cheese that I got sick on one time. Oh, God. Which is a bad sign. So, yes. Right. There's, I... there's a limited number of ways you can fuck that up. <laughs> While I love cheese curds and hot dish and all that sort of thing, and I have lived in other places of the world. I had a lot of fondue when I was yeah. in Switzerland. A lot of shitty British food in, in England. Like, I like... Um, I was going to say Chinese food, but like, that's not that exotic. Like I love authentic Chinese food. I love Thai and you know, I love all the foods, but I just can't get into sushi. 
And I just think I'm done trying. Yeah. I was so diligent about it for a long time, but I think I'm just in general not a fish person. And it's fine. I don't hate fish. But when I go to a restaurant and I look through the menu, I'm not like, ooh, I want the salmon, you know? Yeah. And I just like people who love sushi love sushi. There's something yeah. about like the the taste of the sea and the fishiness of it all. And I'm just like, eh, I'll have the chicken. Like, <laughs> it's, like it's fine. fine. I remember yeah. when um, when we met – Carl's in-laws for the first time. I think that was, you know, the coming together of the two families for the initial meeting. We went to this really nice seafood restaurant in not San Francisco. I think it was in San Mateo outside of San Francisco, like a, re a really reputable place. And Matt and I got oysters because neither one, again, not the Midwest doesn't have a huge selection of oysters. And we were like, let's see what all the fuss is about. And we got them and we were like, <laughs> it's just sort mm. of, slimy and yeah briny yep. and whatever yep. yep you know so i think that's sort of maybe i should broaden the statement past just sushi it's like i think i'm kind of done with fish and i still well, i love seafood in this if we're gonna like deep fry shrimp oh, yeah. or something yeah I'm down with that all all the shrimpy ways i am happy to have um, when we went to that fancy brunch place in Seattle and with the crab leg feast, yes, yes, mm -hmm. I enjoyed it, but I was like, man, this is a lot of work for not very much <laughs> crab mm -hmm. meat. Uh, well, I definitely feel that way about, I love going to crawfish boils. That's super fun. Cause it's like, this is an event. Everybody's having a good time. I'm like, this is, I will don't really eat it. Not because I don't like it, but I'm like, this is far too much work for the limited amount of shit that I get for this. I'm not working that hard to eat. Yes, like, and I'm like, it's so no, messy. You. Yeah, yeah. And I got to work, but, and I got to pry this tiny amount of meat out of the thing, and I'm like, I'll just have a pancake. <laughs> I know. I just have to put some butter and syrup on it and cut it. <laughs> That's it. It's fine. Okay, so I think my exploration of sushi in particular and probably, like, fish in general, I think I think it, we're, we've come to the end of the road on that one. Yeah, I hear you. All right, that's fair. Um. I have different categories for mine, but I did want to get at least one physical fitness one in. And I'm sure if I thought about it more, there'd be many more physical fitness things <laughs> in here. Um, and I want to, there's some specifics to this. So I, I'll put that caveat out before I say it. My first one is cycling. Yeah. Uh, and that's not to say I'm never going to ride a bike again. I have a mountain bike that I bought. Uh, well, it's a, a hybrid that I bought a few years ago. I've been schlepping it along from some of this is because now that I'm moving, I'm thinking, fuck, I'm going to move these fucking bikes again. So I've had this bike for years. Every couple of years, I get it out of storage. I get it tuned up. I pay too much to get it tuned up. I ride it approximately three and a half times. <laughs> and then I don't ride it again. And that's fine. Whatever. But Sam bought one now, too, thinking that we might ride our bikes together. And I'm just like, we're never going to do that. They're sitting out in the hallway outside our apartment door right now. The bike lock that she bought for her bike is sitting on the seat, still in its packaging. Mm. And it's been there for months. And now we're going to move them before we've ever had a chance to ride them. <laughs> um, I occasionally like getting on my, my mountain bike or my hybrid or whatever. But when there was a point when we were living in, this is years and years ago when I was still relatively young, 
I used to go to a gym that had cycling and I went to spin classes. Mm-hmm. I even had the shorts with the crotch padding. Ooh. Right? And I wore them probably half a dozen times to those classes. Wow. Um, and I could do it. I could, even though I was, you know, kind of fat. I mean, I'm fatter now than I was then, but I was kind of fat, but I could do it. And I had the stamina for it. And I just can't, I'm never going to go back to that. I, I can't bring myself to throw out the shorts. Even though they don't fit anymore. Of course, they're, you know, stretchy. So like they, them fitting, I guess, is a state of mind. Yeah. But um, they'll fit if you want them to. Right. <laughs> but I just can't. I just can't. I just, I'm just not going back. Like leisure riding on the rail trail once in a while fine but i'm never gonna be and and this is because when i was a kid and i i mean i know all kids ride their bikes everywhere but like until i was 16 i rode my bike everywhere i have massive calf muscles because i rode my bike everywhere it's like the one part of me that's toned and because i was (laughs) a, a kid who didn't have a car and no one to give me rides right and i used to ride my i had a 10 speed back then and i would ride it for hours going to see friends and like going to play ultimate frisbee with my stoner friends, even though I wasn't a stoner <laughs> and I just, I'm never going back to it and I'm bummed about it. Cause I think about it and I think about how much fun I have, but it just, I'm, I'm not built for it anymore. Well, I'm scared of, I'm, I'm scared of riding a bicycle. I refuse. Maybe. Mm. And I, I, I tried to ride it on our honeymoon. I thinking because I used to ride my bike everywhere too, and I try, I was thinking, oh, I got this, and I was like, oh, I don't have it because I think I wasn't so used to riding in traffic as much. Like I didn't really understand how that worked because as a kid, I was just riding on. I mean, it was riding on the street, but it was right residential streets. Um, yeah, I I hear you. No, I was I was always more like I had a bike and I used to ride it too, like you guys. But I was always more comfortable on my own two feet. Yes. Kind of thing. Like, yes. I always preferred to walk. I also went to spin classes at the gym all the time, Bobby, although yep. I never shelled out for no. the padded shorts or the shoes, God forbid. Um, and I, I should don't want to have... get too graphic, but the padded shorts might have been marginally more necessary for me. Well. Yeah. Oh, it's not good for anyone. I get it. N- I yeah. Here's the thing. At, at my old gym, they basically took cycling off the schedule after a while, but they used to do these pop-up events every once in a while. And I was like, I would like to go to a pop-up cycling ride, but it takes eight weeks before my crotch is deadened enough (laughs) that I'm not in horrifying pain (laughs) for the whole ride. When you sit down to go to the bathroom, you're like, popping up's actually the problem. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So like you, I need a commitment before I'm going to invest any time on the bike. And then when my old location closed down and I had to go to the new location, like the old location was pretty basic. So there was one like fitness group, fitness studio, and they would just have all the bikes lined up at the back of the room. And then when you went to spin mm-hmm. class, you pulled them out and whatever. And the new gym has a dedicated spin room. And I can see through the door as I walk by, they have like big monitors and a huge sound system, but all the windows are blacked out. So I can't, get a feel for like the lay of the land and i'm not going in blind to something like that like i want to know how it works and and then also there's very much um there's a lot of unwritten rules like social rules in those classes like what bike you can have like people got their bikes oh yeah you are like i'm 
just going to go to this class and take this bike. Oh, my God. You were going to be pissing some people off. Yes. Yes. And so, like, I'm not I'm not doing any of that if I can't scope it out. And I always see people going in there and they've got, like, the bike shirts and they're wearing the shoes. They're, like, clack, clack, clacking the shoes. Ugh, ugh, and I'm like, ugh. I'm just not that dedicated to the – I did – as much as I enjoy any workouts, I enjoyed – cycling but i'm not i'm not doing it yeah no yeah, more I, I i mean i get mad in my kick and i my kickboxing my like aerobicsy class when somebody takes my spot which is there's not really a spot it just is like where i normally stand it's not like there's an assignment i'm like me. do you not see that sweat no hello here's um, the thing. oh wait now i gotta i gotta chime in on spot stealing again now because we do have ever since covid you have oh, to reserve a spot and they have like stickers on the floor that's like, Here's oh, wow, spot. still Here's where you put. Yep. They, wow. I, it was such a good system. They've maintained yeah. it. Yeah. And what makes me go absolutely crazy is when someone steals my spot, like I'm registered for it and somebody just comes in and like doesn't pay uh, attention and takes uh, it. There's this mother daughter. I think they're mother daughter combo that come you, in. It, it, did you what? think she was going to say motherfucker, Hillary? I thought she was going to say motherfucker. <laughs> there's this motherfucker. No, it's a mom and a daughter that come in and they just stand wherever the fuck they want to stand. Uh, no. And like, I'm, it's not that I have said to people before, excuse me, I think, you know, you're, you're in my assigned place. Like I, I understand what you're saying, Hillary. I like to say that, you know, I'm an adult and it's not th that big of a deal if somebody else registers for my spot and I have to take it. But if it's my assigned spot, I want it just yes. because I don't want to have to wander around. And, and now I'm at the risk of like um, uh, pushing somebody else out of yeah. their spot. Yes. Like you're just it's trickle down. Exactly. It's a domino effect. Like I don't want the anxiety of coming like, oh, where should I stand? I just like I just want the spot that I registered for. It doesn't matter what spot yeah. that it is. Just yes. don't take yeah. it. Yeah. So show title anyway. might be trickle down rudonomics. <laughs> <laughs> this has been on my mind for a long time if you can't I tell. hear you. I <laughs> Well, it, it, this reminds me of my commuter rail days when we were living in Providence and I would go up to work, you know, a few days a week and I wanted a seat at one of the tables, a rare seat on the table because I wanted to use my laptop. And I realized after the first couple of days that I was disrupting a group of women and one man who used to um, all eat their Chobani together. <laughs> And they were shooting dirty looks at me because I was the yogurt I'm club. trying to get work done. They don't need the table. And so I just dubbed them the Chobani gang, and I intentionally sat in their spot and disrupted them for a while before I gave up and moved to another uh, car. A little oh social God. warfare. Yeah, fucking Chobani gang. If Sam Sam's on her way home, she's going to be here any minute. When she walks in the door, I should just ask her, remember the Chobani gang? She'll, she'll remember. Like, what? Fucking assholes. Um, all right, well, keep, we got to keep might. going because Sam's going to be here and she's going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's right. Hillary, um, your first one also physical activity yes. oriented. Yes. Okay. Like I, and I think Anne's similar to me. I like, I enjoy working out. It's, I mean, do I love it? No, but it's really good for my brain. Mm -hmm. I know that I am like, there are some that I do enjoy, but like, it makes me feel better. It, it, I have a better day. I just have a better attitude when I can kind of clear it out and whatever. The one thing, 
I can't stand running. I will not. I have tried to make myself a runner. I've tried to like get lost in the moment. You know, they say you have that like sort of Zen time mm-hmm. when you're running. And I'm like, I've, n- I've literally never felt it. Preach. All I think is Preach, girl. I am. I want to be. I want to be done. I just want to be done. I want I, when I did Orange Theory, half of it is like running. Half of it is weightlifting. Love the weightlifting part. Like, I actually really do enjoy it. The running part, I would be like, well, I'm just going to walk. And then everybody around me is running so fast. So then I think. Well, I guess I should run. I feel kind of like a loser if I'm not running. And every step, every step I take, every move I make, I'm <laughs> mad. I'm not watching you. I'm mad. Um, I hate it. And it's funny because two of my neighbors, Christine, who occasionally listens, and my Morgan, my my neighbor Morgan, are really fast runners. I mean, they like qualify for my neighbor Morgan. I mean, Christine is amazing, qualified for Boston. She's awesome. My neighbor Morgan just ran the Berlin Marathon in under three hours. And I'm Jesus. like, I don't understand. Like, I literally don't understand. That guy is so incomprehensible to me that anybody could do that and have a good time. I, If you want to, that's fantastic. Like, proud of you. And my sister, she also runs marathons. I, I That's great. It sounds terrible to me. Like, you could not tell me. If I had to go... Tell me to go run a mile. I mean, that is the one good thing about like not being in school anymore. Remember when you just had to run a mile? Like, go run yep. a mile. Yeah, it's an and entire I physical like... fitness unit in one day. Fuck, it, <laughs> run a mile. Why are the more s- embarrassing parts of gym? Oh, I'm always at like you know they're the girls that finish at, like sub seven or whatever the mm-hmm. little girls, and then I'm like, if I made it. One time I made it at like 9.30 and that was me psychotically pushing myself. Like I, I'm not built to run. I'm not. I'm like as I long as I'm not last. Exactly. That's all. That's all I care about. Just don't be and last. The, the thing is, especially during COVID, but even still to now, like I could walk miles and miles and I love it. I love walking. Like I like walking around a city. I like walking in nature. I hate running. I hate yep. it. Anyway. I mean, I, you, you, you said it. Like I am not built for running and that's that's not a cop-out it's like i tried probably two years consistently to become a runner you know very gradually and work my way up and do all this stuff and i got to the point where i could run six miles wow um and it it was torture the whole time like after about five minutes I wanted so desperately to stop and it was only force of will where I would play these mental games with myself like, okay, just get to the top of this hill and then you can walk. And then I would get to the top of the hill and I'd say, well, it's just flat here. So just run across this flat part. And then the next would be a decline and be like, well, you can just run downhill. It's no. And I would get to the point where I was just like, one more step, one more step. One more step for like five miles. I'm one more stepping it through and it like never got easier. And you're never like in that. I am personally never in that thing where your mind is like set off into it. I'm always at present in the running. Yep. Like yep. I'm always present in the running. It's not. And, and the runner's high. It. I don't know what the fuck that's about. What is that? I've never felt it. You know when I felt it? When I'm done. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm done. Yay. I always say the only thing, the only emotion that I feel with running is, um, relief when it's over <laughs> I know I know it's crazy too because I have a pretty it's not low but I have, like my heart rate doesn't get super spiked even when I'm working out like I have to when I'm doing my standard workouts it just doesn't go super high um and when I run it goes so high like my heart is like absolutely not what are you doing like this is too much your body is not ready for this yeah running sucks I mean congrats yeah. to everybody who does yep. it but it sucks but I really think that 
this like couch to 5k everybody can do it stuff is nonsense no because i tried real hard these jugs are too big to do that. There's not a sports bra around that can you handle get that. Strapped up. <laughs> no, I, do that. I feel you. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. And round two. <laughs> All right, this is a strange one coming from me. Yeah, I think I might be done with choir, guys. Wow. I w- I got into my first choir when I was in kindergarten. And I was in choir consistently all the way through college. And then I wasn't for a little while because, man, was I busy. And then I was for a long time, even until, like, I had met you guys. And I was in choir for quite a few years when we were first doing LRB mm-hmm. and everything. And I just, I, I, I think I'm finished with it. Because I've been out of it for a few years. And I don't feel any push to go back like I quit the last choir for a whole bunch of yeah reasons mostly that were related to like having to deal with other people which is kind of the point of a choir you can't be in a <laughs> choir without dealing with other people so like I don't know and like never say never and there's the idea that like I've always felt like I'm as a choral singer like I'm right in between levels like I'm better not not to be like arrogant about it but just as like a statement of fact i am better than your average community chorus yes but i don't know that i have the chops for an elite choir um so i'm kind of stuck in the middle like i don't want to do a community chorus anymore because it's just too frustrating but i don't know that i can get in to a really good I mean we've talked about before like my um sight reading skills are just awful and you can't get into the real real good choirs without it so I just I don't know that there's a place for me that I can feel happy and like people keep trying to entice me back and like my aunt texted me last week she's friends with uh Philip Brunel who's a big name in choral directing and he retired from his gig but he still directs a church choir and she's like you could you know just stop by after a service and talk to philip and it's not an it's not a normal uh church choir and i totally believe it if it's run by philip brunel but i'm just like well number one i don't i don't want to go to church um and number two, I just don't think I have the energy, like the emotional energy to sing anymore on a consistent basis. So it's a very odd thing for me. And I actually never thought that I would make that statement. But here we go. Let's see. I put TBD because you never know. Yeah. You never know. And I, I think might, that's, well, not yeah. with the running, but, yeah. but you I never know. I might get to the point where I start to miss it again. I might figure out some group that's really good enough to challenge me, but not out of my league. Who knows? But for now, I'm I'm fine. Solos only. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm trying to come up with an analogy for the listeners and who won't know who Brunel is. Right. For the context for this. You mean me? It would be like Bill Belichick retiring from the NFL and coaching your flag football team. Oh, okay. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Like up there. Yeah. I know. My aunt has offered to introduce me to Philip Brunel so many fucking times. And I'm like, eh. I mean, a little bit of it is self-doubt where I'm like, I, 
you know, she's my aunt and she thinks I'm wonderful. And she's like, you should just meet Philip. And I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't want to. Like they do this thing. They have a, um, for years and years and years, my aunt and her husband do this um, party every, I think it's always on the 23rd of December, where on public radio in Minnesota, the King's College Choir in England does a festival of lessons and carols. And her husband was extremely inter- instrumental in getting it onto American radio, which is why they make such a big fucking deal about it. But they invite all these people to come over in the morning and like have brunch and they have the program printed up and they sing along and they listen to it, whatever thing. And Philip Brunel goes every year. And my aunt's always like, you should come and meet Philip. And I'm like, no, I don't want to hang with the old people. <laughs> <laughs> so no. I don't know like I'm sabotaging myself I could have a relationship not, I mean relationship I could have an acquaintanceship with Philip Brunel of all people and I don't take it up what is wrong with me Bobby well I mean and that's a bigger question <laughs> <laughs> you're not exactly the most qualified to answer that is that what you're saying question of the week <laughs> um, what's wrong with Anne Oh, we could we could go months. We could rotate through all of us with those questions. <laughs> we could, we could, I was thinking that we could do like a thirty-two song '90s one hit wonder bracket challenge. Now we'll just do hosts' flaws. With one of us in each corner. And, and, uh, no, uh, there's nothing wrong with you. And I mean, there's something wrong with all of us. But yes. there's nothing wrong specifically with you about this. Um. Uh, let's talk about vocations and avocations and things we enjoy continuing with for me yes. uh journalism as a, <laughs> as a field of work and love and, and right we've talked about this and, like you yeah. saw the writing on the wall a long time ago as far as journalism goes yep and and even now in my career trajectory trying to figure out how to not burn out completely for not nearly enough uh, money and family time and right so just uh uh, the dreams of being the the uh, the hero newspaper man journalist uh, have been supplanted with wanting to be able to sleep at night and spend time with my wife and cats, which just seems you're no longer <laughs> dreaming of the fedora yes. with the little press yeah. thing in the hat yeah. band. Yeah, yep, and talking real fast. See, um, <laughs> I, I just, gotta get back uh, to my editor. See, chain <laughs> smoking. The brown liquor part I'm probably going to keep and the the swearing. But uh, I just, uh, you know, sincerely, going back to kindergarten, we had one of those scrapbooks that you're supposed to put pictures in and like homework assignments and keep for 12 years. And every year there's a little line on that says, what do you want to be? And of course, we fucked this thing up. Like we barely stopped using it after first or second grade. So somewhere in a box in my mother's house is this thing. But I just wrote writer. And then as the years progressed, it turned into journalist and, you know, reporter and editor and, you know, became more and more refined. And I mean, I put put a lot of my early life effort into achieving that. And then just realizing that it was going to be a life of misery. Yeah. Um, and I have such respect. I recently stumbled across a reporter on TikTok. He's working in a small newsroom for a weekly newspaper uh, where he had like four other employees there. He's been, he was there for like two years and watched them all leave and not get replaced. And Ooh. it reached the point where he was literally the only person in the office. Ooh. And it was one of these conglomerates where like somebody else was doing the layout, but like he was answering the phones and writing like six stories a week. 
And Ugh. when the new stack of papers would get dropped off, he was the one who was taking the old ones out of the office and putting the new ones in the display case. And, um, and he just like filmed these videos of this office where like, he didn't bother turning most of the lights on. He kept the front door locked because nobody bothered to come by. And then he finally left and that was it. And there was no local newsroom anymore. And I was like, that would have been me somewhere in the fucking yeah. Midwest and yep. making $26,000 a year to, you know, yeah. live your dream. I just, yeah, no. So sad about it. It's a depressing one, but on second thought, I'm good. Yeah. 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 Yep. More um, wisely. Killer, you, you stayed in the physical endurance side of things. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, okay. So when I was a kid and people, um, like for spring break or for Christmas, I guess people, if they went on vacation, they did one of two things. Um, and just remember I grew up in like kind of a rich neighborhood. So whatever. I mean, the, it just people had the money to go on these trips. You either went to the beach, like you went to Mexico or something, or you went skiing. My family was a hard no on skiing. Like just, no, we don't, we don't really love cold weather. I mean, I like chilly weather, but I, it's a lot, as I was, it's a, so much schlepping. It's, it just, that's, and we're not like, um, fine or like gross motor skills, fine motor skills. That's not really our strength. Um, and it just seems like a lot of work for a vacation. So we definitely did not go skiing. So that means I didn't learn how to ski until I think I went on a church trip when I was 13 or 14, which is funny that I did that. But, um, uh, I went and I, I just realized, I think I learned too late how to ski and mm. I just was scared. I was too far off the ground. You know, when you're little and you learn how to do things, you're sort of fearless about it. You're like, whatever, what's the worst thing that can happen to me? By 14, yep, I kind death. of realized like bad things can happen on this. And also it just seemed like so much work for such a limited amount of fun. I just, it was sort of fun when you're doing it. And then I just didn't have fun after I, so I went skiing that one time and then I thought you were I, just going back around to our conversation about everybody's favorite number earlier. <laughs> yes. Um, Far too much work. Not really worth it. after. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of schlepping. No, um, no, I, um, I went skiing one more time with my dad. We like went with his boss to uh, Tahoe, which was usually people would go to Colorado from Texas, but this time we went to Tahoe and it was really pretty, but I remember falling and, and asking the girl that the daughter of my dad's boss, like, and she was a really good skier. And I was like, can ski patrol come get me? Like I hadn't <laughs> fallen that bad, but I'm like, how bad do you have to fall for somebody to come pick you up and put you on one of those, you know, snowmobiles or whatever. I just, I hated it. I like the ambiance of a ski resort. I like, you know, I don't know. I like idealizing like wearing a sweater and drinking a hot toddy or something, but skiing, it's like, you have to carry a bunch of shit. You're, ex- you might die. It's tiring. You might get sunburned. You're both freezing and hot at the same time, and then you go to bed. It just doesn't. Say- it's just not me. And, and again, I guess like I'm always amazed when you know. I think people in the Pacific Northwest ski a lot because there's you know little mountain ranges there. And Dave skied a fair amount when he was a kid because they would go to what is it called Killington? Is that is yeah, thing, Vermont? Bobby? Sure. And then they actually went to like the White Mountains and stuff. So he skied a little bit. Um, I just, I, 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 I don't like it. And I'm not going to try to do it. I might, I'm not, I like the mountains. I like looking at mountains, but I don't like skiing down them. <laughs> you don't like so much going down them? <laughs> no. I, mean, I have never, never been downhill skiing. Oh, I don't like it's, it. it's okay. 
good. good. <laughs> I it's I think skiing is really fun once you get good because once oh, you get totally. good, then you can go up and go down like the really long slopes, and it so, makes it worth it. Yeah, so you've got a yeah. you've got the the schlepping to actual skiing ratio is lower because you've got yes. more downhill time than you do when you're just like going up and down the bunny hill all the time. And I yeah. learned how to ski in Switzerland, oh my right? Goodness. When I was like 10, 11, 12, and I'll never go again. Like I wasn't good at it. Again, the thing you said about the fine motor skills and athletic yes. ability that also applies to me. Like my parents were good skiers, but yeah. I just, as Meredith said, I'm an indoor kid. Yes. Like it just, I didn't, I did not enjoy it and I found it to be very scary yeah, I was and, scared the whole time. Yeah, when so I was in a like a small group instructor thing, but I think the last day I was the only kid who was there, so I essentially got like individualized Private. skiing yeah. lessons. And the instructor was like, "Okay, you're ready to go up the mountain." And we took the what turned out to be the last cable car before they closed the mountain because of a blizzard. And when you're up there, well, then you got to ski down, no matter Ugh. if there's a blizzard. Ugh. And it was really, really scary. I mean, and like, I, just, I might die. Like, am I going to yeah, die? There was black ice on those oh slopes. God. And I and, and ever since then, I've been like, I'm good. Mm -mm. I'm good. I've done it. I've skied the Alps. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, listen, that that's impressive. Okay, I'm looking it's at. It's not. It's really not. <laughs> List of famous ski deaths. Oh, Sonny Bono is the one I always <laughs> yeah. think of. I always think of Natasha Richardson. Yes. Um, yep. But yeah, oh, yeah. Sonny Bono, Nat Michael Ke Yeah, there was a Kennedy. Of course there was a Kennedy that died of a skiing <laughs> of accident. Course. Jesus Christ. A lot of um, a lot of people that died in like, like Switzerland. There's a lot of Switzerland people here that died. Um, some French people that I get. But yeah. You can die. You can't die. Um, <laughs> Those trees don't get out of the way. <laughs> no, they do not. Uh, yeah. So, skiing. and do you want to do a third one or are you good? No, I'm good. Okay. My third one's quick and it's, it's veganism. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried it? Uh, in college, briefly. <laughs> It sounds like your like girl. wild time. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we not surprised that this was the one month I dated a vegan? And uh, the silver lining of that breakup was bacon and associated delicious things. <laughs> like respect for people who have you know various reasons for wanting to eat various ways. Yeah, I really don't totally. judge that, but um, I just couldn't. I have issues bacon. with people. You said it. Well, yeah, but also like the substitutes that are meant to replace things. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not cool into with, substitutes. I'm very right. cool with eating a dish that doesn't have meat in it, but please don't yeah. serve me something that's supposed to emulate meat and does it poorly. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't right. tell me this is the best blank you've ever had that didn't have blank in it. Like, just Yeah, don't, don't tell no. me it's cheese because it's not right. cheese. It right. lacks the basic molecular properties of cheese. Yes. Right. There's there's no shredded dia or whatever that you can give mm -hmm. me. That it may be delicious. But just not. call it something else. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought I'd mention that because for one month in college, I did seriously, uh, you know, momentarily contemplate whether or not I could do that. And um, the end result was that the emotional and physical uh, benefits of that relationship nowhere near came, <laughs> uh, uh, matched the power of bacon. Uh, no, it's not why we you. broke up. 
but it was a nice reason too. <laughs> I have no never worry. seriously um, considered veganism or vegetarianism because I love dairy just far yeah. too much. Mm-hmm. Same. Get into That's it. the meat part. I'm like, I feel like I could be okay. Yeah. I don't eat a yep. ton, but the the dairy portion that would be tough. Not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I uh, personally, I don't have the ethical issues with it. I understand people that do, but to me, it's the circle of life. I, yeah, yeah. You know, we are yeah. we are predators in the ecosystem, and like I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like I, I, I would rather we treat our animals humanely. Yes. Yes. That would be great, but I'm fine with killing them and eating them as long as they're not tortured beforehand. You're yes. going to sing like that and you don't want to meet Philip Purnell? <laughs> uh, I totally agree with you, Anne. I, I don't feel terrible, but I yeah, wish they were treated nicely. But yeah, I, that's not the pro. It's more like, I don't know, heart health or whatever. It's not great to eat a ton of red meat all the time. But yeah, the I like cheese way too yep. much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cheese Michael is like my- me walking by the fridge. I'm like, well, I'm a little hungry right now. I'm just oh, going to slice yeah. of cheese. <laughs> yeah, my cholesterol was a little on the high side the last time I had labs done. And so I got the boilerplate, whatever. You should reduce consumption of red meat, cheese, and ice cream. And I was like, well, one of those three, no problem. <laughs> yes. The other the two. Other two. <laughs> on second thought, I'm gout. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, I'll give my final one. This is like what I aspirationally was when I had kids. I was going to be like a really involved mom and, you know, do shit at the school, I guess. And it's just not. It's not for me. I can't. I don't care. There are other people that are better at it than I am. And the it's idea about- of you as a member of the BTA oh. is hilarious oh, to me. I lie every single time. They're like, are you a member? I'm like, mm-hmm. And then I just walk away. <laughs> um, I'll happily give anybody money for anything. I'm like, oh, do you need money? I will give you money. Please take it. Y'all need it. It's fine. Um, Hillary can't do the podcast in it because she's coordinating the bake sale phone oh, call. Oh, I like there was Bridget's second grade year. There was a mom that I didn't like very much. She came up to me and she asked me, do you want to become room parent? And I was like, you know, the people pleaser in me thought, uh, and I just said, no, I, no, <laughs> I didn't really explain myself. Cause she was a doctor. I mean, she is a doctor. Like, you know, it's not like I was like, well, I work. I mean, she also works. I'm just like, no, it's not, I'm not crafty. I don't really like organizing parties, especially for like annoying nine year olds. I, I don't want to go to Michael's ever really like that's generally a place I like to avoid. Um, and so I'm like, I'm a hard no, hard no. So yeah, I am I'm just not that kind of parent. And I told Bridget that I'm not that kind of parent. And she was like, I know you're not. I, 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 spoiled now. I never had room parents. I never had a single room parent in any room I was ever oh, in. My God. I mean, it's in my own home. much more of a recent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't really deal. think, I don't remember it when I was growing up either. Um, yeah, I don't remember any parents being heavily involved no, no. in our classroom activities. But I think your answer to that is perfectly fine. If somebody says, do you want to be co-room parent with me? You just say no. no. Like, you don't have to justify it. No. You don't have to no. be like, well, because I do this. Just no. no. Just no. This is not where my strengths lie. I, again, if you say I need 
$100 for something, I'm like, sure, give me your Venmo. Like, I'm ha- happy to contribute. I'm never going to not contribute, but I'm not actually going to be there. I'll attend a party. I always am good to attend a party. Yeah, you go to your <laughs> sure. kids' weird things all the time yeah. at school. Love to attend them, but I'm not organizing them. Absolutely not. No. Are right. you a bad parent? <laughs> I am. I'm a B parent. <laughs> So the question of the week this week is, uh, what's the thing that you think about and say, perhaps in hindsight or after second thought, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. That's it. That's enough. We have one this week. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll pass. (laughs) (laughs) No gracias. Maybe later. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe later. That's the universal no we yeah, all yeah. need. <laughs> and with that, we'll uh, go to Tishi Recommends. I just yes. want to remind everybody, <laughs> Bake Off drops tonight on Netflix Ooh, on Friday. I know I, what you're doing after this. I had on. totally lost track of it. Like, I knew they always have a new season of Bake Off in the fall, like right around this time. But honestly, I had not been thinking about it at all. So when Meredith mentioned it this week at Jambo, I was like, What? So once we're done here, I'm I'm gonna go down and and get into that bake off, get into my happy place. Oh, I so hear there's a new host, no Matt Lucas oh. anymore. Oh yeah, who is the host? I don't know. It's a lady. Still Hold Noel on. though. Great British. Is that the guy with the long or the shaggy the, hair? Yeah, the goth style yeah. guy. Like, uh, like I think he's funny. I don't have anything against him. But the problem is that he's just not really very interested in the baking. And I think that's a problem as far as the show goes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Allison Hammond. Meet Allison Hammond. I don't know her. Well, I mean, I'm sure she's British. Anyway, well, I will be, I'm excited for you. I will be watching Love is Blind Houston, which is <laughs> hilarious because multiple people are like, they don't say it, but they're like, oh, I'm a geologist. You're a geologist. Like normally people here are like, you know work in marketing or whatever. And it's because it's in Houston. Everybody, I mean, yes, they're quote unquote geologists, but that just means they work in oil. I mean, that's right. all it means. Right. So um, it's it's trash, but I love it. So yay for Friday nights watching Netflix. Um, all right. I'm going to tell you how to get involved. The website is thisshowhaseverything.com. Join our Facebook group. It is a very fun. You can email us, tshishow at gmail.com. And send us a voice a memo like we got today. That was lovely. I love getting them. It makes me happy. Thank you, Jessica. Uh, AOL keyword, as always, is Tishi. Oh, my God. I Does AOL, like, still exist? I mean, I know you can have an does. AOL email, but, like, is there America Online? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to do it. <laughs> There's an archived copy somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Um, thanks for joining us, y'all. And that was, there's definitely other things that I am like, "Mm, no, thank you. But that was everything for tonight. That's a good way to put it. That was everything for tonight. (laughs) For tonight. We're done. We're done. Hey, Matt. Yeah, champ. Hey, you talked to Mark lately? Uh, I haven't really talked to him, but he looks pretty uh, down. (laughs) He looks pretty uh, down. Yeah, well... Maybe we should cheer him up then. What do you uh, suppose we should do? Well, does he like butter tarts? I was lying on the grass a Sunday morning of last week, indulging in my self-defeat. My mind was thugged, all least the buds, all twisted, wrong beats. A comfortable.
before. I did once before, but this is pretty bad. Yeah, what do you think she got up to last night? Terrible mistake, which is that my drink is already empty. Oh, no. Well, you got time. We haven't started yet. You can refill. Okay, give me 30 seconds. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. You better be sprinting. (laughs) I want to see Bobby running. (laughs) Go, go, go. 